Bones Audio. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. The Boogie Monster Podcasting the Unknown Man, I'm just uh, sitting around, twiddling my thumbs. Yeah, pretty dumbass day. St. Patrick's Day, by the way. St. Patty's Day, recording early, because uh, we're trying to can a few here, because you're going international next week. So, uh, yeah, St. Yep. Patty's Day come and gone as you're listening to this, but as we're recording it, St. Patty's Day. You doing anything on St. Patty's Day today? I'm going to – I think I might just uh, – I truly did – like I was making my jokes, I was doing my, you know, my dropkick Murphy's jokes. Didn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't think I had any, <clears throat> so I busted all those out from bed this morning. So if they were dumb, then yeah. And if anything was remotely funny, I am surprised. I th- I really don't. I'm really running out of ideas. <laughs> I might have to open it up. I might have to crowdsource it next year. Uh, I th- but I, I talking about I just I, I did get a taste. I'm like, you know what? I think I do want to have a couple Guinnesses. Yeah, yeah. I like a Guinness. It's um, I do too. I never want it when I'm out drinking. Yeah, because I never think of it as like I know it's beer, but obviously, mm-hmm. like I don't th- the the taste. Like it's so. Um, what would you call it? Like flat or, or non carbonated? Why it's it's smoother than your average beer. So I don't it's even a, think it's a of stout. it. Stout. It's an Irish dry stout, as I read okay. here on Wikipedia. It's also so, got no very low alcohol content, which does not uh, go well with me trying to get to the zone. You know, I don't know if I've had another stout. Is that the characteristic of a stout? Is that it's uh, not as carbonated, very smooth? Uh, well, I. <clears throat> buddy neither of us are like beer guys i yeah. like i've said before i'll have a fancy one mm-hmm. maybe at the beginning of the night and then move into my bullshit yeah which is what but, uh just the same shit you know coors light like some some light beers mm-hmm. i've been drinking whiskey but that's been putting me been putting me in the ground too easily the next day yeah. like, i fell off my tequila soda thing i think because it's so cloudy and shitty here i'm going for that i'm going for the warm that warm temperature wise but warm feeling drinks okay whereas when it's nice out oh i like a love refreshing tequila soda yeah that's kind of a uh, sunshine drink yeah or at least just a nicer weather you know somewhat like mild. yeah mm-hmm. so i uh i was uh yeah i, I think i gotta move back to that i think i'm getting a little a little bloated on my face, but I think today maybe some uh, some Guinness. There you go. It's not as thick as it looks. No, it looks like it's a chore. You get a glass of that. Yeah, and it's really not. It's like I said, it's so smooth, yeah. man. I can suck yeah. those down, no problem. Yeah, it looks like a pint of A one sauce. Your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a pint of Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. Oh, man, man, I've been uh, making food this week because Rachel's out of town. No way. No natural instinct whatsoever. What happened? Oh, just well, first off, I was at the Winco. I like to 
I like to shop at Winco. It's an employee-owned grocery store. So I feel like I'm doing something, you know. I lost and, you uh, there. I lost you there. I, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I'm, it's a it's a, it's it's an employee owned grocery store. Okay. So I feel like it's like good to shop there. You know? mm-hmm. But I was just cruising down the aisles. I had a recipe in mind. So first off, this so I was, I wanted to make this. It's a TikTok recipe, Dave. I don't know if you're a big fan of TikTok recipes. That makes you me know. excited, though, to hear you say I had a recipe in mind. To think uh, about Kyle just going about his day, and then the light bulb goes off, and he's like, "Huh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cook this recipe." So what was it? It's, it's it was bad. Okay, oh, so okay, I'm a big fan of French onion soup. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Just uh. Yeah. Oh, give me a piece of cheesy toast floating yeah. on some ocean water. Yeah, the cr- <laughs> floating on a cup of seawater. That's exactly what I want. Give me a che- give me a- give me some crazy bread floating on some seawater. <laughs> well, I I I realize now the reason you only nobody ever gets a bowl of French onion soup. You notice that? Yeah, it always comes in those cool little uh, cups. It's always a cu- oh. it's a cup. I mm-hmm. think because at the the sodium content of one of those. Well, this is this recipe was French onion pasta. Okay, I'm like, well, I like pasta and I like mm-hmm. French onion soup. I'm gonna make this. Okay, what a shit show, Dave. First off, so I'm at the store. I'm buying the ingredients for, and thank God I bought, I only made a half portion. Uh huh. I'm buying the ingredients for that. I'm cruising through Winco. They got their vegetarian stuff tucked away in these weird little, it's like finding Easter eggs. Yeah, I remember that, trying to find all the the fake mayonnaise and the fake cheese. Yeah, some of it's a little more clear, but Winco, it's a big big spot. So I'm I'm just cruising down an aisle. I don't even know if I was buying anything. I was cruising down this aisle, and it's like all the, it's like your potted meat. (laughs) <laughs> Any nice uh, pot, potted meat section? Yeah, Vienna sausages. Oh, well, I found it's like vegan hot dogs in a can. Oof. And I was like, well, I got I mean, to I gotta find out, you know. So I got those first. I got, I got that. I got some fake chicken thing. All in a can. All cans, all labels were put on upside down on all the cans of the fake stuff. Ugh. It's crazy crazy town in there so i had the other night i came home after being out and i was like hell yeah man chili dogs so i had this vegetarian chili i heated up opened up that can of hot dogs there's six little buddies in there i had four of them are they normal size wieners they're just shy okay they're just shy of your average frankfurter on account they got to fit in a can but they were pretty chubby i love a good normal size wiener just give me the standard there's an industry mm-hmm. standard. you got a brat you got a dog and then you can do jumbo dog <laughs> so these are like short and stout little teapot you know <laughs> i I put two i had these got some hoagie rolls two in each one with the chili and cheese chopped up some onions oh like a pig and shit dave <laughs> <laughs> they were they weren't good, but they're exactly what I needed. So okay. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm a chef. It Little was pups. terrible. Yeah, and then I then I tried to make this French onion soup pasta. 
All right, walk me through that. So what, what, what kind uh, of pasta did you use? I got rigatoni's. That's okay. what the recipe said. Mm-hmm. I got... I supposed to caramelize the onions. They never caramelize. They just got. Uh, it takes a long soft. time. It literally. I takes didn't know like that forty five minutes to caramelize. Okay, onions. the recipe's like cook at. I I'm like made sure everything cook at medium high heat mm-hmm. for twenty minutes or until caramelized. I'm looking yeah. at them after a half hour. Like, all right, they got to be done. I used a weird pot though. Anyway, I fucked everything up, Dave. I put in, <laughs> I had to put in like white wine and sherry, just like Julia Childs. I'm oh, putting boy. that in there, Uh-oh. and it's like now scrape the bottom for all those good bits. You're deep, yeah, yeah, deglazing. deglazing. Get there the was fond. nothing. There was no glazed in the first place. There's nothing deglazed. <laughs> now I just got these uh, just loose onions swimming in wine. Just loose. Yeah, just loose. And so I tried to pour out the wine to re caramelize the onions that didn't work so i just put more wine in there and then i just added all the other shit and then that wasn't working then it was like oh vegetable broth three cups and then you have to boil with the noodles but there's so many noodles were sticking out of the top of the broth i was like well there's just a little bit left i just put the rest of the broth in there so it's a real like a real wet dish what kind of cheese do you use the gruyere no, nah, it's Parmesan, Parmesan that I already had in the fridge. Okay, it was bad. I had like I ate most of it out of <laughs> out of penance. Yeah, out well, of, out of at least you tried, buddy. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I just I get my the, there's no instinct, mm-hmm. you know. There's no there's it's like it's like watching a comic where they go up for the first time and you're like, oh, you've never watched comedy yeah and nobody's told you you're funny that's That's like i didn't i didn't cook with any education i just cooked like somebody who's hungry thinks you cook yeah going back to your analogy i've always wondered that with you see some newer comics that are so bad and it's like okay i understand you're new and you don't have the reps or the chops that's fine have you seen stand-up comedy do you, do you know what the goal is? Do you know kind of the broad strokes? No, you, you've never even watched it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I knew structure. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I didn't know any structure. I I can shake the pan so the stuff moves around in it, <laughs> like how they do in all the videos of somebody cooking. To the naked eye, this guy looks like he knows what he's doing. I, I, I shuffle things a lot. So it's, it's like, you know, you look busy, so it looks like you're doing work. I do that. Even when it says don't do that, I do it anyway because it oh, feels like it helps. That's that's all you got. That's my move. I shuffle. But, yeah. Oh, man. So that sucked. What's the, the best chi- thing you've ever cooked? Have you ever cooked anything where you're like, holy shit, A, this what is delicious, make- and B, I just nailed Every step, I made a it was like a potato and mushroom paprikash. It was just, I mean, but it was just a pressure cooker thing, so it was just putting stuff in. Yeah, that's something. But for me, but for me, like that's like that's the level I'm at, mm-hmm. and it tasted good. So that was like, oh, that was my confidence builder. Okay. But this thing, this this shouldn't have been as bad. I don't think the recipe was going to be good anyway, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't have been as bad as it was. Yeah. I may 
since I already have the ingredients, I may give it another shot. Okay. With a different pot to like get the onions right and like. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I just I, now I got what I got half and half. It's like it's shit around here. It's just gonna go bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you're leaving for a while, so yeah. You, this weekend you need to kind of use all yeah, of that so shit. I'll, I'll make. Uh, I'll make. I got the. I got chicken in a can. I got fake chicken in a can. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's, Yikes. It's uh, that's some gnarly stuff happening around here. I've been on a real breakfast kick lately, and I've uh. Just kind of getting back to my roots, just going with the simple, just the hits. You know what? One of my favorite things in the world to eat. <laughs> Insert joke here: uh, <laughs> fried eggs and plain old breakfast sausage patties. Damn, that's yeah, a dude. good combo. Oh yeah. God damn! I yesterday, man, I got me some Jimmy Dean sausage. Got the big chub pack couple of eggs just fried them over medium couple of patties oh man just just sausage and eggs no toast no nothing else just give me the hits man i could eat that every morning be just fine i liked you like a maple sausage patty dave yeah i don't mind i don't mind i get the regular but yeah every now and i'll get the sage or the maple yeah i'm fine with that I would uh, when I was eating meat, man. You get me like like one of them Hampton Inn breakfast buffets with the links, mm-hmm. breakfast mm-hmm. sausage links. Yeah, I'll put you out of business. Yeah, I made this statement a couple of years ago, and I'll, it make, you, I'll make you shut your doors. <laughs> definitely ruffled some feathers. Um, as much as I love bacon, I'll take a good sausage <laughs> patty over bacon any day of the week. Smell Un- smell wise alone though, ba- man, bacon's a hard thing to give up, dude. I know no, I know that's a great. basic argument. That's a basic mm-hmm. bitch thing about like, oh, bacon's good. We all love bacon. But then mm-hmm. when you haven't eaten bacon and you just see Oh, yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah. But I uh I appreciate uh the care that goes into making good sausage. Mm. Man. I wonder now we haven't gone into this this is a boogie monster related thing, but I'm just thinking about it right now. I wonder if, like, food, you know, ghosts always smell. You know, like, there's always, like, oh, it smells bad. It's a demon or something. But I wonder if it was, like. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. I know. Yeah, like, when there's, like, it's always, change. like, it's, yeah, temperature change. I didn't know or, smell. Like, <clears throat> it smells like a ghost sometimes, in here? Sometimes, no, but sometimes, like, oh, a horrible spe- smell if there's, like, a bad entity has been, di- like, uh, spoken of. But what if, like, a ghost of a chef dies? Okay. Like what if you just smell like a like a, a recipe that hasn't been cooked or nobody's cooking it anywhere? Man, that'd be creepy as hell to see someone doing your little pan shuffle, but there's no one around. You see the you oh see the God. cooking going on. How scary would that be? Go in the kitchen. There's pasta boiling in a pot. There's a frying pan shuffling around. No one around. Oh man, ghost ghost sous chef mm-hmm. doing all the prep work. <laughs> just carrots being chopped i'm saying you get that what is that mirepoix is that what that is mm-hmm. yeah no, carrots celery all that stuff man that's one of but my I, favorite I, yeah. one of my best jobs I ever had uh 2005 right before i started comedy i was a prep chef at outback steakhouse monday through friday uh 8 a.m to 4 p.m banker's hours and uh me and a whole mm-hmm. crew of dudes we every morning we just get high as shit and we just we crank the CD player, the boombox, 
And for eight hours, I would peel shrimp, peel carrots, make little uh, veggie kebabs. Oh, man, it was good work. I like I like just high, busy work. It's a good gig. Yeah, something you can go and uh, go and remote remote control it. Or what mm-hmm. am I saying? Yeah. Auto, auto, I don't know. Autopilot. Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Boy, this, these AM, these Boogie Monster AMs. Yeah, I'm dragging ass this morning. I thought dude. I was I'm like, I'm like, it's 11:30. We can get going. Well, 11:30 for us is 7:30 for normal folks. Yeah, I kind of got out of. I was up. I, I didn't get drunk last night. I was in bed no. about 12:30. Up about 4:30. Goddamn dirt nap. Just screaming. Just mm. waking up. Just next to my face. <laughs> just having a cat next to my face. And I don't know. It's not doesn't want anything. There's nothing to do. Just staring old, at you. Just old ass cat, yeah. Oh. But old uh, what, yeah, old dirty D out there getting some sunshine while we got it up here. What's uh what's that? What do I hear over there? Oh, there's stuff that- going on out in the street. There's uh Oh, it's I thought that no- was your cat. No, nah, there's like a plumbing truck or something right outside my window. A lot of hot action over in Hollywood, huh? Yeah. You get well, anything flood down. over there? You get any floods? Um, I mean, it's been raining. It, today's the first uh, dry day we've had in a while. But, uh, yeah, not around here, but uh, a lot of parts of L.A. have been flooded. North Hollywood's had a lot of floods. Uh, I think there's still people trapped up in uh, Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear from the snow that we had like two or three weeks ago. I saw that. Yeah, it was uh, Brooks Wheel. Brooks Wheelan was up there. A couple people were up there. It was like mm-hmm. digging, like literally digging six feet of snow out from the door to the driveway to get to their car. Yeah, that's insane. There's damn snow on the Hollywood sign a couple weeks ago. It's nuts. It's changing, happening, changing gears, man. I got. To, I told you I went to the doctor a couple weeks ago. I got all my test results back, and uh, let's just say your boy's a straight A student. So everything you've been doing to yourself. Blood pressure, completely fun. normal. Uh, really? Not even like, not even close to. No, she, and she, when she took it the first time, she didn't believe it. So she had to take it a second time. And uh, perfectly normal <laughs> blood pressure. Cholesterol is normal. Um, uh, not pre-diabetic. Yeah, man. Well, good for you, man. Look at me. I mean. Sure, I'm 80 pounds overweight, but uh, I guess I carry it well because it's not affecting like anything. <laughs> Cartno's kettlebells around the gay forest is doing you good. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I've been slinging. I've been, I've been seriously. I've uh, been doing real well with the kettlebells. Been almost every day, uh, just crushing it. I've been focusing on uh, high intensity interval training, trying to get my uh, my heart rate up, trying to break a sweat. Used to, I would just space everything out and just go at such a snail's pace. That uh, I'd get my reps in and stuff, but I, I wouldn't really, you know, break a sweat. But now I'm trying to really just focus on like little interval stuff, like you know, l- very little rest in between exercises, things like that. Trying to get a sweat going every day. So yeah, feeling good, feeling good. I'm a picture of health over here, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Shot on a wide-angle lens. It was right <laughs> there, Dave. I'm sorry. Oh man, it's I walked right not, into that one. I am. I get. I am 
you're not I get I feel bad. I make jokes when I think that it's like, oh, the joke would be appreciated. But like it's a fat joke and it's not nice. Dude. I'm sorry. We've gone over this. I know. But A, I don't care, uh, and B, I deserve it. It's like just the struck (laughs) the structure of the joke is what we're playing around in. I don't think you're a big boy. Uh huh. But you look it's it's like you look like the guy you're supposed to be that size. Like <laughs> you don't look bad with it. You know, some people are like they're not. Again, the way they carry it or something. Some yeah. people like look big, and you're like you're in bad shape. And mm-hmm. some people are like you're supposed to be that size. Yeah. No, I catch myself like mentally making fun of other dudes that are clearly fifty pounds lighter than me. But because mm-hmm. they just look dopey, like they don't carry it well, or it's like oddly p- proportioned, just like look at that yeah. sloppy, doughy little bastard. Well, like, it's, then it, I'm like, well, he's actually a lot lighter than you are, dumbass. Yeah, I'm not trying to like, yeah, I'm not trying to body shame. It, it, it's like some, it's just, it's like clothes that some people wear it differently than other people. Anyway, I'm just backtracking myself. In a, in it is weird, here. though. It is weird if you think about like, how different people like where they gain weight. Like every, pretty much everything about me is normal except for my gut. If I could just have like a gut removal, I would be, I'd be fine. Cause like, I don't really carry even, I don't really don't even have my man boobs. Aren't, uh, aren't too bad. You know, I see guys a lot thinner than me just with like big droopy man boobs some guys oh get the jugs yeah some yeah. guys uh start getting a pair of jugs i carry everything in my gut so it's a pretty typical dude spot yeah but it happened i guess so i sit on i sit on i do the stairs what's up at the gym what's up with the guys dropping the weights like like, like doing wait, like wait yeah like mm-hmm you're trying. You're making all this effort to lift it over your head. You can't do a couple more inches to put it down on the ground. You got to drop yeah. it. That's the. That's a the lot tough of that's guy thing. Attention seeking, I would imagine. It sure seems like it. There's a there's a few of them there. They're not too many at this gym, fortunately, but there's a few of them. Like, oh, it was so heavy. Well, then, if you can't put it down nice, don't pick it up in the first place. Yeah. If you can't, in my opinion, if you can't put it down nice, it must have been too heavy for you to pick up. It's dangerous for you to pick up then. If that's how you put it down. If you can't put it down nice, don't put it down at all. That's, yeah. Wait. Then you shouldn't be doing that. Mm hmm. Oh, man. Uh, Oh, all that bitching. What are we getting into? You want to get into some some boogie talk? First of all, before we do that, eh, I was going to talk about another thing, but I'll, I'll save that for later. You want to talk about another thing? I was just going to talk about, man, I was flipping around cable the other day, and I had totally forgotten about this movie. And this movie, I saw inadvertently 50 times during my childhood. It seemed like it was on TV all the time, and it's so disturbing. (laughs) But also, I'm not trying to be mean, but I just think... It's it's not a movie that kids should be watching on basic cable. Oof. The story of my childhood. Mask was on the other night. You remember Mask? Not, mean... the, not the mask, just yeah. Mask. Jeez, how? I saw, that. I think that came if... out in like mid-80s. I think in the same year, I first saw Mask. And I, did I ever tell you this? In third grade... Our uh, teacher showed us the Zapruder film. 
of the JFK assassination. With any context or just like, here's something? Just we were learning about presidents or history, and it was the first time I saw the Zapruder film, third grade. I was eight years old, and I watched the president's head explode. And that I just really seems like a poor choice. Yes. How is that okay to show? So between that and watching Mask, it's a wonder I'm not a fucking psycho. Like, those are some heavy images for a young child to take in. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, and I had totally erased Mask from my memory till the other night. I was just flipping around cable and like, oh, God. There's all. Or Rocky Dennis himself, Ooh. and and I'm and I'm not. Uh, yes, I know it sounds mean. I'm I'm not trying to be mean, but like mm. it, it uh, that's just a lot. Yeah, the guy uh, got had a lot going on up there. Mm. Bless his heart, Rocky Rocky Dennis. Not uh, not shopping for hats at lids. I'll tell you that much. If you if if you're listening, don't know what I'm talking about. Just look up uh, who is it? Eric Stoltz. Was he the one that Eric played him? Stoltz? Cher. Cher was in that. Sam Elliott. Oh my God, that's just rough. And then that was just a few years after uh, David Lynch did uh, The Elephant Man. So like, it was. Uh, I never saw that. Yeah, I saw that years ago. It was it was all right. Uh, Anthony Hopkins Michael, is in that. Michael Jackson bought his bones. Yeah, I think so. Or at least that was the, the urban legend. But yeah, I was just, uh, it really, like, as much as I've been watching movies lately and having movies on the brain, I uh, I just, that totally caught me off guard. I was like, oh shit, I forgot this movie existed. I and remember, because I, just... I, yeah, I remember the story about it was, you know, it's a heartwarming story mm-hmm. about acceptance mm-hmm. and overcoming adversity. And uh, having a big old noggin, like old Rocky mm. Dennis there, and uh, he was like born in like it was like a biker family. His mom was a biker, and they were like so mm-hmm. like the bikers were sticking up for him. So he's kind of like this unlikely, <clears throat> you know, an unlikely scenario for that guy. I remember that movie about he meets a, a blind. He goes to work at like a camp for blind kids, mm-hmm. and he meets a gal, and he describes color. I don't. I'm sure this is like a fictionalized part for a movie. But as a kid, I remember like he's like, teaching her colors, like of how like well, what's red? So he give her, like a gives her like a hot potato, like that's red. I'm like, oh, that I thought that was an early memory of something that I saw that was creatively done. Yeah, that is well done because I've like, always thought of that. Communicate, like, yeah, how to communicate how do you, color? Yeah, to a blind person, to a person by, who's never seen. Yeah, by associating it with feeling. What else? What other color could you associate with a feeling? Well, I like, think he did like blue was you know cold things. Mm-hmm. And you'd probably say like, you know, you could feel a sunshine that's probably like a yellow or an orange. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I leave it up to the screenwriters for that kind of stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I remember watching that. I remember, but I just remember being like, oh, that's a like it's about a real guy. Like, all right, it's mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't remember being that – this is going to sound bad. I don't think I remember being that bothered by it because this is not – everything in the 80s had something – like, not everything, but, like, there was always some prosthetics or something with makeup going on. Hmm. I think because there was, like, like that – Goonies? There's a, 
like go to like there's like you know remember like was it meatballs that had that weird alien i never saw meatballs as oh, much as I God. wanted to when I was a child, because I remember okay, the, uh, this the, is the cover of the bad. box. Okay, yeah. The movie Meatballs had an alien. Because there was like E.T., and everybody was doing an E.T. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying Rocky Dennis looked like E.T. I'm just saying that the imagery wasn't, like, it didn't seem as shocking like prosthetics or something in a movie that I was watching as a little kid I think I had nightmares about that well I think if your teacher's showing you like oh this is what it looks like when a president gets his head blown off and now here's a huge head (laughs) like it's just like it's all funneling into the same area like same place of memory like so much stuff happened in the heads Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like one after the other, I could see how those kind of bonded together as one memory. Breaking two electric boogaloo was always on when I was home yep. from school, sick. Yeah, I saw that K, a ton. K, K through 12. If I was homesick, breaking two. I don't Turbo remember. Ozone. Oh, Kyle's got the sniffles. Here we are, popping and locking again. Yeah, Saving I saw that movie a hundred times. I never once saw Breaking One. Me neither. Was, is there even an original? Apparently, it's that forgettable. That'd be funny though if someone released an original movie and just called it Part Two, but there was never a Part One. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure so. Somebody has had to have done that. Surely, right? surely. I was looking something up. If they did, okay. No, yeah, Breaking Two. I saw a ton when I was a kid. Mask. I inadvertently saw that twenty times. That was just always on, well, like TBS. Like not even like the. It's the a good story. It's a good story. Yeah, you know, it's not there to scare you. It's there to yeah. be like here's this wonderful uh, tale of uh, overcoming adversity. Like I said, so that's what it's there for. Yeah, and like just you know, I, I know all that's so sensitive, and I, I definitely you know I'm not trying to make fun or punch down, but it is, I guess. It is good for kids to see stuff like that to remind you of, like, you yeah. know, hey, just be glad that you're somewhat. And I know you can't, you're not even supposed to use the word normal anymore, but, you know, like, it could always be worse no matter what you're going yeah. through. It could well, that be was worse. that was the thing about, like, being shown stuff like that as a kid with the adults hoping that it's going to make an impact of, like, oh, I shouldn't judge people and everybody's got beautiful souls. But I don't. I was around kids that it was like, nah, we got jokes, and that's oh, yeah. what happened. Like you were just throwing, just fuel on the fire of a bunch of smart ass kids. I, oh like yeah, it, I think it. That stuff, sadly, at least the kids I was hanging out with, it backfired. Every every time, like every every assembly that we're supposed to like. Listen to somebody tell you not to drink and drive or anything. It was always like we're just waiting for the one metalhead named Jake to yell Slayer. That's all. That's all we're in the assembly for. <laughs> like you're really calling us together to all to the gym. Like it's not like we're not here waiting for Jake to yell Slayer. Like we're paying attention to anything you've gathered us here for. Pep rally, any of that bullshit. Jake's gonna yell Slayer. We're gonna be like, all right, close and shut case. Let us go home early. 
He had good I timing. Think- he was fun about it. Every tell you this, my very first day, the first ten minutes of middle school, I had. Um, when you were in middle school, was that just seventh and eighth grade? I know we some people. Did, we did sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Sixth, seventh, yeah. See, we just did seventh yeah. and eighth. So between sixth and seventh grade, I had moved uh, forty miles up the road. So, and I would have changed schools anyway because you know K through six, and then you go seven and eight. It's a different middle mm-hmm. school. But anyway, I moved to more of like a rural area, and uh, just a bunch of just redneck kids. And the first day of seventh grade, before school even started, they just herded us all into the gym, kind of like an assembly. Like a you know this is this is kind of where you hang out until uh, homeroom starts. And I'm sitting there, and I don't know anyone. And uh, just just a bunch of just shit-kicking farmer kids. Just everybody they, like had manure on their boots. and just We're in seventh grade, but some of these kids look like they were 23. And this big yeah. old redneck boy sat down next to me. And mm-hmm. uh, he was like twice my size. Like, good Lord, who's this big motherfucker? And he just goes, hey. And I go, hey. And he goes, mm-hmm. you, say, you say dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... I guess. All right, cool. And then he proceeded to tell me a horrible joke. But uh, that was my introduction to middle school was, hey, do you say dirty words? You're not going to tell a joke? I don't remember the joke. Well, I think maybe I do, but no, I cannot tell it. Yeah, that was a lot of of jokes in middle school. Not so much dirty as it is racist. Well, yeah. 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 There's a kid, uh, there was a big thing to just... Drops fucking uh, swastikas and uh, pussy lips on every, uh, every everything. Just draw it on everything. Not me, but yeah, just uh, rudimentary pussy lips these, and swastikas that were always pointing in the wrong way. And I remember we had like well, this was like uh, Sunday school. We had our <laughs> you know our workbooks for Sunday school, like Jesus and stuff. And he's just drawing it all over Jesus, all over the disciples. And I was like, that's, wow, I yeah. am scared for your soul. Yeah. <laughs> like, that that was a level of like, whoo, all right. I could see it being kind of funny in just a social studies book. But yeah. you drew pussy lips on Jesus, man. Wow. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. pussy lips was a big thing in my childhood. I don't It I don't didn't look kids. like, it was basically just a... Uh, Oval with squiggly lines for pubes. Nobody knew what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In sixth grade, nobody knew what we were We just drew it on the the genitals of any figure in the book. We always had a couple of kids, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, that claimed you know to be sexually active. Yeah, it's junior high. Yeah, but it's just... And then we had the other kids that just... That is funny, like, to think about... To be cocky about your sexuality, but before you have any experience, like we hey, had kids you, that were just. Do you not remember <laughs> what? Do have you not seen a movie about teenagers? Yeah, but see, I was a little shithead and I was cocky, but not in that regard because I knew that, like, oh, I have no fucking idea what happens. Every there. movie about high school has that character. 
Well, high school, yeah. You know, in high school, it's believable that you might be sexually active. But I'm talking like sixth, seventh grade, like 12, 13-year-olds just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Did I ever tell you this? I was so inept. Like, I, I before, well, ironically, I did become active fairly early. But right before that, I had no idea about anything. But I remember kids used to talk about so-and-so got a piece of pussy. Oh, Tommy got a piece of pussy the other night. And I, I but I took it literally. I, I thought that maybe, I don't know, like it was a puzzle, like you could take a piece home with you or... I, I couldn't wrap my head around that literal concept. That's a real southern. That's a southern expression. Uh huh. Yeah, got a piece of pussy. I thought it was like like a piece of cake or something. Like okay, so he, well, did that did that hurt her? Like, could, hmm. could yeah. see how you went that way. Yeah, I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I didn't run with that crowd. So when it. Uh, there was always one so, kid who wanted you to smell his finger. That was awful. We had this I mean, kid, yeah, Tommy but... Dean. Tommy Dean claimed to have finger-banged a thousand different girls. And almost every day, smell this. Like, ugh, no, no, I'll so take you, your you word lived, for it. You lived every stereotype of junior high. Uh-huh, yeah. Smell my finger. To this day, I don't smell anything sight unseen. Scent I'm not going to smell anybody's hand ever. No. no, I don't for want to any smell reason. anything. No, smell that's this. not a that's Get not away a from me. that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. God. Well, we've uh, we've covered that. <laughs> oh man, let's talk about cryonics. You want to talk about cryonics? That let's talk about freezing ourselves so we can go back to junior high. <laughs> And be like, look whose fingers smell now. <laughs> Mine, because they're covered in fake chicken from a can. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of mask, I watched Vanilla Sky the other night. And, okay. Uh, How's, what does and, that have to do with mask? Um, well... Because uh, Tom Cruise's movies? Tom Cruise's character gets disfigured and has to wear a mask, and then when he takes it off, oh, is that like, what it is? Yeah, do you remember that movie? Man, that was in the. That, it came out in the era of like, well, if I'm going to the movies, I'm gonna be high as shit. And if it mm-hmm. wasn't the most basic movie, I was like, I'm out. I don't know what's going on here. And that was definitely one of those movies. That one, it was kind of hard to follow. Um, you know, it's one of those timeline things where, like, wait, is this yeah. his dream? Is this his afterlife? Is this reality? Yeah. But uh, somewhere along the movie, you know, he gets in a car wreck with Cameron Diaz and uh, gets his face all fucked up and starts wearing this okay. weird little, weird little rubber mask. But then when he takes it off, like, you can tell he's scarred and disfigured, but it's not horrific. And I was just thinking, like, dude, the mask is creepier than your actual disfigurement. He's got like a little... He, uh, he's... <laughs> and, like, there's regular guys walking around who didn't get in a car wreck who kind of looked like disfigured Tom Cruise. And he was just so self-conscious that he had this crazy mask made. But that was so much creepier than if he just, you know, kind of had some scarring and a little disfigurement. But anyway... Um, 
but yeah, I watched that because uh, you know that's kind of what that movie is about: is cryonics and uh, you know freezing yourself and having a. I still don't. I, I still didn't understand if that was supposed to be like virtual reality or he came back and. Anyway, we we touched on it last week the the concept of cryonics and yeah, freezing yourself. Ted, Ted and Williams' shit. frozen head may mm-hmm. or may not have fallen out of the back of a truck, but it definitely was hit with a <laughs> wrench because they're trying to knock a tuna can off of it that they use as stands for frozen heads. <laughs> oh man, uh, cryonics is the low temperature freezing and storage of human remains, with the speculative hope that resurrection may be possible in the future. Now, I've been reading up a little bit about this, and uh, it seems like most scientists think it's complete horseshit. Uh-huh. Because the problem is, even if you could resurrect the body and the heart, like, I mm-hmm. think the challenge with cryonics is how do you jumpstart the brain? Well, like, I think that's the hope is that freeze me until you have an answer. Mm hmm. Because if they had an answer, people wouldn't be dying. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to freeze these fuckers. Yeah. And it talks about uh, the difference between legally dead and totally dead. Um, oh. Legally, Legal death occurs when the heart has stopped beating, but some cellular brain function remains. And then uh, totally dead is when there's there's no brain function. Kaput. So you just, you got nothing. So, is this something you would consider? You no. want to you want you want to be frozen and come back? No, get what if uh, this uh, this concept of like after I die, I still want to be a burden somehow. <laughs> it's so <laughs> arrogant. Like, boom, go, spread my ashes. Like, mm-hmm. buy a plane ticket and carry my f- fucking dust around. Like, no, just die. Just get <laughs> out of people's way. Yeah. Here, uh, now and I, I, I've died. Now I'm also going to be an everlasting chore to somebody else. <laughs> like, yeah. That's not, that's not my plan. May, 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 will my opinions change as life goes on? Maybe. I don't know. But just, I mean, I've made the jokes about it. Nobody, nobody cares where you're going to be buried. Mm-mm. You're dead. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And now... Somebody occasionally will just feel guilty that they haven't gone and brought flowers, which will also die to your little plot of earth. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not a cat right now. Yeah, that's a cat. That's Harvey. Oh, he's, uh, okay. Okay, I was gonna say that's a weird plumbing truck. Yeah, he's going nuts about something. Yeah, but We're that's, talking I, off. Go ahead. Yeah, that's my opinions on death. I'm not saying that other, but I just feel like once you're done, you should be done. If if you want to be cremated in a little urn or if you want somebody to spread your ashes somewhere else, it's like a destination wedding. You better offer something. You better get them a ticket <laughs> and some accommodations. Like, oh, by the way, I need to have my ashes spread uh, in Jamaica. Trips on you. Like, no, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it, that's it is my opinions. That is asking a lot of your loved ones. But um, just- here's the thing: uh, there's a company called Alcor. They're one of the leaders 
the world's leader in cryonics since 1972. Let's go and, to the website. Uh, go, go to uh, Alcor.org, A-L-C-O-R.org. Life Extension Foundation. Cryonics sure. is the practice of preserving life by pausing the dying process using sub-freezing temperatures with the intent of restoring good health with medical technology in the future. And they mention this in the movie Vanilla Sky 2, and then it says on this website that uh, for this to work effectively, you have to start this process within an hour of death. But that's like... What am I trying to say? Like, legally, what about autopsies and stuff? Like, I, I don't think almost, yeah, I don't think the police like would let you. It's almost like it's a crock of shit. Yeah, yeah it's I don't, almost I don't like think, it's a crock of shit. I don't think the police would let you just within an hour uh, start this process, especially if there's any any type of uh, suspicion of foul play or anything. Like, I just don't think you have access to a body that soon. But also, this means you would have to have this put into place beforehand. Like, when I mm-hmm. die, I want this done. Yeah. Which means that you're already in bad shape. So that means you know you're going to die. So that means mm-hmm. you're in the worst. So the frozen version of you is the version that was just, is the worst version of you while you were alive. Mm-hmm. Was right before you die. You're in bed. It's not like, I mean, maybe there's an instance like, oh, an accident happens or something. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, I wanted to be frozen. I know I was in a car wreck and I just died. But if you can uh, gather me up and get me to the the frozen food section over there, mm-hmm. you know, hold hold me in with the with the ice creams till the, my my Elcor freezer truck can get here. <laughs> Till the ice cream truck can come pick me up. Like what? Like so? Yeah. So I'm in the worst shape I'm ever in, and that's the version that's going to come back. Also, this is what I was learning. I was making some tofu stuff. I did that pretty good the other day, Dave. I made some tofu, <laughs> but I was learning about that. They're like, yeah, if you want, if you freeze tofu, it has a lot of water in it. So when yeah. you freeze it, that water turns to ice. It crystallizes, so it makes little pockets inside of the tofu, so that if you defrost it and marinate it, then the flavor can get into those little pockets. What about the human body? We are mostly water. Mm-hmm. So you're going to freeze us, and that's just you're just ice? Now we're just ice people? <laughs> You've seen what freezer burn does to a steak. Now your yeah. whole body is going to yeah. be you closest to death. Your dead body is already bad shape because it's a dead body, and then it's frozen. I had pickles in the back of the fridge that were too close, and some of them froze. I went to eat them. They were all mushy. You're mm-hmm. just going to be a mushy shit show. Look at these fucking freaks that run this place. Yeah. Have you seen these vats? They got these vats. They What they do is they uh, you're you're submerged in liquid nitrogen in a big-ass vat. looks like a fucking brewery. I'm talking about the people that are on the board of this thing. Mm-hmm. This one lady looks like... AI screwed up and made a headshot for. Oh God! Yeah, you're this... talking about. Are you talking about uh, Martine Rothblatt or yeah. Natasha Vita Moore? Natasha Vita Moore. These people, Hal Finney, 
cryptographer, cypherpunk, and Bitcoin pioneer. Oh, that's who I want. Are these the people who are going to get frozen, or are these the people that are on the board? Trusted by leaders in technology, biomedicine, and futurism. Oh, this is who's going to get frozen. These fucking nuts don't know what's going on. Yeah, this guy's a Bitcoin pioneer. This other guy's a science fiction author, and this lady's a innovator. That's Mm -hmm. what she's just innovate. All right. Alcor currently has 203 patients. We got 203 people hanging out in these vats. Pets? All right, let me read about pets because all mm-hmm. the little D's on a straight freeze neuro. So what's mm-hmm. this mean? You could just do their brains? Yeah, do, do the head. Some people do just like the Ted Williams thing. They do just the head, others the whole body. <laughs> just the... What? This is the end of life choice. And the price differences are well. All right, so Nero, so just the head. What's straight freeze versus perfusion? Yeah, what good is doing just the head? <laughs> I'm gonna read perfusion. They can be perfused with cryoprotectant. Oh, this is like this is like rust proofing or something. Yeah, it's like uh, waterproofing your deck. Animals have a variety of different biological structures that vary between species. Thus, while perfusion of the cryoprotectant, essentially medical-grade antifreeze to limit damage from freezing, you're going to get pumped full of antifreeze. Fill my cat full of antifreeze. Here's 30 grand. Uh-huh. Give them give the full treatment. 30 grand. Freeze my cat. Light $30,000 on fire in front of me. <laughs> and just do it side by side. Let me just get the the yin and yang of the whole experience. $132,000 for whole body with the with the rust proofing. Mm-hmm. Regular freeze. That's It's really only three grand more for the rust proofing. You got to have so, a membership. You got to be a member, too. Annual fee of around 400 bucks a year. For the underwriting. Then... When your heart stops beating and you are pronounced legally dead, an emergency response team from the facility springs into action. So as soon as you die, you got a bunch of people from Alcor rushing over in a minivan. This is, how outsourced is this then? So they're just going to call up anybody. Like they're going to call up like a seafood distributor with a loose truck (laughs) to come get you. They don't have employees everywhere in the country yeah or the world for this just waiting on you to die yeah this is you are getting somebody from uber eats is coming to grab you <laughs> with ice packs and some pizza bags the team stabilizes your body supplying your brain with enough oxygen and blood to preserve minimal function until you can be transported to the suspension facility your body oh, is packed in ice and injected with Heparin, an anticoagulant, to prevent your blood from clotting during the trip. A medical team awaits the arrival of your body at the cryonics facility. Well, Everything yeah. about this makes sense. Founded in Scottsdale, Arizona in 1972. You know where we should be mm-hmm. if we want to guarantee people stay frozen? The hottest place Up on Earth. The fucking desert. <laughs> God, anything in Scottsdale, I'm sorry. You're Phoenix and... Jesus Christ. 
Everything bad comes out of Phoenix. Once, uh, once, once the water in your body is replaced with a cryoprotectant, your body is cooled on a bed of dry ice until it reaches negative 202 degrees Fahrenheit, completing the vitrification process. The next step is to insert your body into an individual container that is then placed into a large metal tank filled with liquid nitrogen at a temperature of around negative 196 degrees Celsius, or negative 320 Fahrenheit. Your body is stored head down... So if there were ever a leak in the tank, your brain would stay immersed in the freezing liquid. So they put you upside down in one of these fuckers. They come back to life and you just got crumbly feet. <laughs> Apparently it says, now the, the website does answer, why Scottsdale? Low disaster risk, very low risk of natural disasters. All right. Airport access, ava- availability of... Major airport facilities, ensuring easy access for new patients when the time is critical. I forget whose joke it is, but it still makes me laugh every time about how Phoenix's airport is called Sky Harbor. And somebody's like, way to go. You just came up with the phrase airport again. (laughs) Air? Well, sky. Port? Harbor. Harbor. It's called Sky Harbor. (laughs) Uh, good weather. All right. That makes okay. Now it makes sense. Fav- favorable weather year round for transportation, ensuring airports and roads remain open. Low crime rate. I've, I mean, unless you count c- crimes of culture. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cryonics right. isn't made- cheap. It costs up to $150,000 to have your whole body preserved. Uh, but for a mere $50,000, they'll preserve your brain. An option known as neurosuspension. So yeah, hundred and fifty grand to do the whole body. They started this after. I mean, obviously, I'm just skimming this, of course, but there's evidence. So there's a timeline. So in 2020, they're the world leader. Great, you beat mm-hmm. out the other freaks doing this shit. Mm-hmm. You beat out the guy who cleared out his his meat freezer. <laughs> to hide his neighbor. Uh, 2015, evidence for long-term memory preservation. Oh, there's evidence. Elcor collaborative research on persistence of long-term memory in vitrified and revived simple animals. Nematodes. Shows that memory can survive cryopreservation. So in nematodes, let's look up what a nematode is. A nematode is a worm. So it's a it's like a parasitic worm. So a parasitic worm remembered something after you defrosted it. You know what? Let's go ahead and throw Nana in there. Wild choice, guys. <laughs> I am sorry. This shit's hilarious to me, and I do, but I also think it's I. I think it's incredibly predatory on just, I mean, well, in the same way, I guess religion's predatory on the idea of the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Alcor there in Arizona, uh, we were talking about last week, Ted Williams. That's where he's uh, stored. Since his death in 2002, Ted Williams has been stored in a 10-foot-tall stainless steel container at Alcor Life Extension Foundation, Arizona. Um uh, 
After his death, though, the famous slugger became embroiled in a rather bizarre custody battle. His daughter, Bobby Joe Williams Farrell, she fought in court to get her father's body back so that she could have him cremated and his ashes sprinkled over the Florida Keys, which she claims was mm-hmm. his witch. She accused her half-brother, John Henry Williams, of wanting to preserve their father's body so that he could cash in on his famous DNA. Yeah, let me cash in on DNA. Mm-hmm. What a... Oof. The first person to be cryogenically frozen was a 73-year-old uh, psychologist named Dr. James Bedford. He was suspended in 1967. His body is reportedly still in good condition at Alcor. But yeah, you're right. So this guy, the 73 year old dude, they bring him yeah. back. He's he's still 73. Like he's 73 yeah, like he's... with freezer burn. <laughs> well, and plus too, you've got a, um, you know, it's a classic Encino Man or Austin Powers situation. If you do come back, you're you're you know you're gonna be completely confused and out of touch. Like, how bizarre would that be? If you do come back and you're like, whoa, I don't understand anything that's going on in the world now because I was alive 100 years ago. What if if you are revived, but you have no mental capacity, Mm -hmm. but you are somehow, now you're in the, the prison of your own body, of just being a mush body, crystallized, defrosted brain, everything's hell. But you're alive. They can't kill you. That would be murder. Great. We brought you back to life, and every moment is hell. Like, what? This is a bad, just bad idea every Mm -hmm. which way. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I'm going to say without doing much uh, research, this is not going to (laughs) work. <laughs> I'm no scientist, but uh, I, just, I just don't know who would want to do this. Like, don't get this wrong. I'm not depressed. I'm not suicidal. But man, like, <laughs> by the time I do die a natural death, I'll be yeah. It's time. Like, it's exhausting. Who would want to prolong is... this? Well, that's the thing. So somebody's going to have to volunteer to be like, oh, I'm 35 in great shape. Preserve me now. Yeah. Ooh. This Because it's because it can only be done after somebody's dead, That's you're getting a dead person. I wonder if anybody's tried that. Like, I mean, that's the ultimate sacrifice and a lot of faith in this whole process. But, yeah, I'm yeah. 35. I'm in good shape. I'm going to go ahead and set all this up with Alcor. And I'm going to swallow a bottle of pills and cash out. But then out. you're still dead, though. But then you're still dead. You're still like the movie's over at the credits, and you didn't rewind the tape. If you put the mm-hmm. tape back into VCR, it's still at the credits. Mm-hmm. You still poisoned yourself. I think you got to go Flatliner style, if anything. I, I forgot what happens in Flatliners. They just, they like stop each other's hearts but then they're still Mm -hmm. dying and they would kill Mm -hmm. each other for a little bit but then they would have it's a great movie Mm -hmm. uh yeah they would they were like med students they figured out how to kind of like stop each other's 
brain activity or stop each other's heart to die for like a few minutes and then hmm. they would go experience the afterlife for a bit and then they'd revive them but this would be like like the cold-blooded thing like frogs and toads and stuff that can freeze over winter are alive when they freeze they're just their heart rate slows down like i'm talking about my ass but like they, they their heart rate slows down and they are frozen and then when they thaw out they go back to be they're still a frog i don't know how you test if a frog still has the social skills that it had before it froze you know well let's get mm. this frog to play uh some cards and see if it's still got all of its intelligence i don't know but i don't know there's some science on this uh government website that i'm there's oh they're showing me equations. I don't know what the equations is. Just tell me if this is dumb or not. Nearly two hundred justification people. of cry, cryonics practice. Hmm. There's two. There's two hundred people just in a build. There's just a warehouse in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. That's like, yep. That's all the frozen. That's the chili mausoleum, right next to a Cisco Cisco Foods distributor, <laughs> right next to the Amazon warehouse. What's that smell? Po- power went out at the Frozen People factory. I had a friend frozen. who worked in Kennesaw, Georgia. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a place called Cryolife. And uh-huh. uh, I don't think they preserved whole bodies or anything, but they they did something with frozen dead bodies. And He was like a, he was in college studying to be like a neuroscientist or something, and this was like an internship or something, and he was telling me, just how fucking weird it was over there. Like, And it was, he drove me by it one time. It's just a big old warehouse, Kennesaw, Georgia, Cryolife. Like, yeah. it's an odd field, odd field to get into. I think Maria Bamford has a joke about that. Her sister does something like that. And the punchline is like, I cut oh, yeah. the dead into chunks. <laughs> I cut up the dead into chunks. Uh, a, of the 5,000 people... Uh... Signed up for the, the Cryonics Institute. It's a different one because there's 5,000 people signed up for it, not that they're frozen now. One of them is Dr. Anders Sandberg, a senior research fellow at Oxford University's Future of Humanity Institute. So, all right, this guy's up there in the brainosphere. Mm-hmm. Said he is on board of the Brain Preservation Foundation and has elected to have only his head preserved after death. There's a picture of him. May I may want to go for the whole body, bud. Let's not lie. <laughs> hell, but, hell of a grill you're flashing in there. But he says even though even his estimate, the success rate is just three percent. What's What's the point of just doing the the head or the brain? Like, let's say they do revive that. What are they just stick you on top of a robot? Well, because it's the future, you're going to be able to probably, you know, mix and match whatever you want. If you're if they're yeah. already bringing you back from your brain just fine, yeah. I mean, that's there's going to be a lot going on in the future. If we're already like, oh, we're, let's jumpstart, you know, Donnie's brain over here, and you're like, Put oh my- shit, I'm back. You know what? Give me a, give me something hunky. Give me something exotic. You know. Just put my head on a Roomba. Yeah, if, if, if that's what you... That might be the future anyway. Body mm-hmm. might be seen as an unnecessary element. Hmm. I don't know. Mine's fairly unnecessary. Give me a smaller dick so I can get some pants that fit finally. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, did I make that joke last time? I think. 
Louis has that bit about <laughs> like getting a second dick. Like, no, I'll keep I'll keep the one I have, but like next time, like a Puerto Rican track star dies, <laughs> just give me his nice well, shiny dick. It, yeah, sure. I could joke her off with both hands while I'm asking a woman to get me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his, uh, boy. God, I wish I hope I get canceled. I'd love to win a Grammy for this new special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, Grammys can't stop giving out little. Some little record player trophies to cancel comedians. That's right. Anyway. So, yeah, don't freeze me. Don't do shit. Get what you can get out of me. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, just whatever. Cremated, I don't know. Whatever. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Fucking weird, weird. Ch- it's uh, yeah, it's seems fairly narcissistic to want to do this. It's narcissistic or optimistic, thinking mm-hmm. that there might be a future where this. I just imagine if you got like children and you don't have a lot of money and then this is your last witch. Like, I know you're kind of relying on some inheritance, mm-hmm. but uh, freeze me. Now, nah, whole thing, whole tits to toes, give me the full service, get the all weather floor mats on there. <laughs> Fuck it. Sorry, like sp- everybody. Like a spray on bed liner. That's yeah. Kind of- get me. <laughs> Get me rhino coated. Yeah, if I, when I die, just rhino coat my body, and then it'll be like a shell. It'll be like when an ice cream melts underneath magic shell. Ooh, get you this! Impression. Uh, <laughs> Disgraced uh, financier slash pedophile dipshit Jeffrey Epstein wanted to have his head and his penis frozen after death so that he could quote seed the human race with his DNA. Hmm. Make sure you f- freeze my penis. Bury you with your dick in your mouth. Yeah. That's what they do. It's, yeah, a wild, it's, need... it's, it's hard to act like there's not a lot of like some cabal of pedophiles when that story came out. Like, uh, of course that guy wants to be froze. That's psycho. Whatever. Seed the human race with this DNA. Like, Seed that. Well, I mean, where's that quote? About? Where's that quote coming from? Wikipedia. I was going to say, it feels like that, that's the kind of guy that now you can just make up whatever horrible thing and that rumor yeah. will just fly because he already was horrible. Yeah. Uh, membership dues at Alcor start as low as $17 a month, Kyle. Well, now what am I getting for my $17 a month? Dues, dues like, are based on there, your age at sign up. Is there a lounge? Like, <laughs> can I go there me. before I'm dead? Like, there should be, it should be like a gym or something. Oh my god. Exactly. There should be a gym. So then you're keeping your body in great shape for when you get uh-huh. frozen. <laughs> I'm already got a better business model than these guys, but I'm glad the nematodes remembered something, so therefore I'm gonna base freeze my brain because you some worms I don't know what I'm talking about, Dave. I think I'm yeah. I don't know why this I don't know why this one made me angry. <laughs> I got coffee and no breakfast in me right now. I got, I got yeah. an edge. It gives yeah. me an edge. 
what else going on, Kyle? The special out right now as we speak? Old Shocks and Struts for free on the 30th on YouTube. It's out for now if you want to throw 10 bucks at it. You can get a hold of it early. Not early, but, I mean, it's 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 a couple days. They're going to be a uh, vinyl you release? Wait. I don't even know anymore. I that's that's somebody else is always like you should do this and I'm like all right I was never you know I'm not the I'm not the uh, audiophile you are Dave. So I'm not Speaking too... of which, I just completed my Kyle Kinane vinyl discography. I I had everything except uh, Loose in Chicago, and I found right. that the other day on Discogs. What do you mean found it? You could just, I could just give it to you. Found it on Discogs. No man, I know. just give you these things. Do you have? I think I've asked you for that one. I don't. I think. Although you I don't, of yeah, I might one. not have that one. I don't know. I think I got one copy of everything. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, I, I got them all now on vinyl. So I'm going to need this one if it comes out. Well, if I die and freeze myself, mm-hmm. you could still go get like a like a thumbprint or something. <laughs> What's that's going to be a thing where somebody's frozen body? They're still using their fingerprints to access things. That's going to be a sci-fi movie. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well. there's something there. Uh, where are you going to be? This comes out uh, the 21st. Are you going to be in Australia yet? Yeah, I'll be on a long flight to Australia on the 21st. How long are you what down about there? about you? Uh, two and a half weeks? Three okay. Weeks? About three Good weeks. Times, man. What about just you? Australia? What's up with your special? Yeah, just uh, May 5th. May 5th, uh, it'll be on YouTube. May 5th, the audio will be streaming everywhere. And May 5th, you can also pre-order the 2LP colored vinyl. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to having this out in the zeitgeist. So, yeah, May 5th. We're all doing stuff. Look at us doing stuff over here. Maka your calendars. All right. Well, don't freeze me. Don't do yeah. shit. Put a tree over my body. Don't just, I don't know, put me in a yard somewhere. You could stuff and mount me like a deer head. Yeah, put Dave in the corner, put an apron mm-hmm. on him, put a barbecue tongs in his hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. give me articulated limbs so you could pose me in different <laughs> ways. Like a life-size action figure. Preserve my head, but then the body, nobody could tell. It's really just a mannequin. <laughs> Repurpose one of them fuck dolls. Make it look like me. <laughs> put oh, my head on my one God. of them big titty fuck dolls to really freak everybody out. <laughs> Oh my god! If, I, if right. it's an open, if it's open face casket, give me some huge tits. <laughs> Don't say nothing. Put a huge rack under, under underneath this sport coat. <laughs> Udo Kyle was so buxom at the time of his passing. <laughs> buxom. Oh, that's a good word. Oh. Uh, all right, man. Let's put her down. Good times, buddy. Uh, safe travels. Thank you. Send some pictures. Do something cool. Be down there. Go bother a koala. Yeah. Get out there. Get down there and have some fun, man. I'm going to need some hand pies. It's a real thing. Yeah, hand pies? Yeah, they're just little pot pies you can get on the street. Very good. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah, All right, buddy. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go make some corned beef. I'm going to go make some canned fried chicken. There you go. Great minds think alike. It's going to be rough. All right. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Dave. All right. You too, buddy. See ya.
the Boogie Monster. Network.